Mr. Brad Anderson, welcome back to the podcast studio. Here we are again for, what is this, our fifth episode we're doing right now? Episode five, John. Episode Glad to be here. Five. Man, we are, we're having a blast with this, guys. We really are enjoying uh, getting, getting together and going through all this interesting information about our community and our schools. It's, it's, it's a good time for us. So thank you for giving us this opportunity, and thank you to our listeners who we have over 800-plus downloads at this point. So that is very flattering. Yes, John, it is. It's nice to know that folks out there are connecting uh, with the content and the information. And we've been highlighting staff and students and activities in our community. And it's so great to know that there's folks out there that uh, we know and folks that we don't know that are that are listening in. John, I tell you, I, I uh, drove through uh, Ada Village today and Cascade Village today on my way home, kind of weaving through the interconnected towns that make up Forest Hills today. There's people outside. Uh, there was people walking their kids at the park. It was, uh, I was so happy to see that 70 degree weather and, uh, man, there's uh, some light at the end of the tunnel, isn't there? It's, it's beautiful out there. It's hard to believe that, uh, somehow we made it. We're back to spring. It's officially spring as in like two days ago, I think. Yes. This weather is just beautiful. I've, I've been sitting out on my porch already, you know, yelling at the teenagers from my classes who are driving by my house way You're too fast. You're that guy now, huh? I'm absolutely that guy. So during COVID last year, I was home and I spent a lot of time in my garage and I would sit there and kind of watch the world go by. And I would notice during the day in our neighborhood, there's a lot of tourists and a lot of visitors and delivery people that I never realized go through my neighborhood. And I became that guy. By the end of the summer, I wanted like a potato gun or something. <laughs> Absolutely. So to be I've like, slow, that same thing. slow down. And I was like, I was starting this initiative where like I would, I would put a speed bump in and it, yeah, I was, I Brad, was turning into that guy. really old right now. Oh, I don't know man. if you know that or not. Yeah. This, this, this year has aged us. Um, but hopefully, like we said, uh, a little light at the end of the tunnel here, John, the countdown to spring break, five school days, or as, as uh, an old colleague of mine, Brady Blackwell used to say, five get-ups left. Five get-ups. And uh, seven total days uh, until spring break. And I know that the students are excited. You can start to feel that palpable joy, kind of like it's it's a restlessness uh, mixed with kind of just, hey, they want to move about. And it, it's, it's really fun to see the kids get excited, regardless of whether you're going somewhere, you're on a staycation, or you're heading to somewhere sunnier than here. It is very exciting for us all. Absolutely. I cannot wait for spring break. I'm not really doing anything or going anywhere, but it's been a fairly exhausting year with the ups and downs and whatnot. So uh, I think the students have earned their, their rest, and I think the staff is really looking yes. forward to uh, – you know, getting some free time to actually take a breath and uh, stop improvising, adapting, and overcoming all yeah, the time. I, I love that phrase, but I am tired of it. Yes. I am tired of it at this at this point. We can reassume that on April uh, 13th. But, uh, Sounds good hey, to me. A lot, a lot of news, a lot in the news. Uh, Central High School, um, congrats to the Science Olympiad team. The following students won medals in their events. Disease Detective, second place, Nicholas Fernandez and Daphne Callen. Experiment with Data Analysis, third place, Brian Travis, one of the most brilliant men at FHC. I like to call him and his brother. Annika Santos, who we know, who is a fantastic fencer. Yeah, she's our uh, sword fighter. She's our sword fighter. And uh, uh, Lucy Wu, helicopters, fifth place. And Niall Buford, uh, I have him in class. Fantastic young man, uh, great leader. And Matt Song and Wana Wong, um, love Matt. Matthew, what a great young man. He what, really is, yes. What a, what a great story he has. And uh, you know what? He's a student that we need to spotlight. I had him in class two years ago as a sophomore um, in world history class. And just a remarkable young man. Amazing. Uh, he's an immigrant. He is. Uh, from, I believe, 
Is it? Uh, I, w- I want to say. I don't want to ta- misspeak. I don't want to misspeak, but we'll we'll get the full story on Matthew. And um, man, now that I see his name, he, it's, I, I see his name, and I'm like, we have to highlight him. Yep, I he saw him. One. He did two different events for the Science Olympiad. I saw him working hours and hours after school sure. on on like some kind of a rocket that went up with a parachute, or some kind of a crazy car thing. And he was meticulous. He was working together with a couple other people, and you could see that he was just really, really involved in that. He must be yeah. really into the Science Olympiad. He is a young man who is who is as all all of them are uh, do much success in their lives. Um, protein modeling. You have Radula Perumal, uh, Daphne Callen, uh, Zachary uh, Reefer, uh, Machine sixth place, Dana Straub and Sahil Sawant. Uh, Code Busters, fifth place, Summer Wu, Brian Travis, and Dana Straub. Uh, Water Quality, first place, Sukhpreet Singh and Tommy Payne. Sukhpreet Singh, Tommy Payne. I had them in AP World History last year. Sukhpreet, uh, drum major. Tommy Payne, quite the bowler. Uh, yes, yeah. He's like top 30 in the region or the state. That's impressive because our bowling team, while I love those guys, especially Zach Geikema, who's in my class, they've struggled a little bit this year. It's so. not Kingpin. It's not. But but they're trying. They're doing their best. You know what? Tommy they're having Payne's fun. leading the way. And he's a fantastic uh, Science Olympiad team member, it looks like. Clearly. First place for First water place. quality. Congratulations, guys. Um, that, that's incredible. And our Science Olympiad uh, team, um, who is headed up by uh, Christy Butler, we've, we've uh, spotlighted her as a, as a staff spotlight. And um, I believe, is, is Patty? Uh, a part of the Science Olympiad. I know that she if has not been in officially, the past. If not officially, then she definitely I'm, is in some regard. I, I, in some regard. Patty is involved in just about everything in the school. But congratulations to all those Science Olympiad folks. Uh, we know you work really hard at your craft. Uh, you put in a lot of hours, and um, we appreciate your efforts on behalf of Forest Hill Central. Um, in other news for Forest Hill Central, my good friend John Friedley over at the Ada Cascade uh, McDonald Osmer American Legion post uh, contacted me, and he wanted me to spread the word amongst high schoolers. So parents of seniors and juniors, um, uh, please please be advised, there's an Armed Forces 2021 Dependent Scholarship uh, sponsored by the West Michigan Veterans Coalition. And the application period ends, it's open now, it ends April 24, 2021. The West Michigan Veterans Coalition uh, Dependent Scholarship is available to spouses and dependent children up to age 26 of active duty, National Guard Reserves retire, retired, and honorably discharged members of the United States military who are currently attending or have been accepted into either a college, university, or or trade school. The college the scholarship may be used to support school expenses such as books, tuition, transportation, housing, etc. So if you're interested, I've passed this along this information along to our counseling department. Uh, our good friends in the counseling department like uh, uh, Kyle and, and Jody and Sarah and Leah, Leah and they're yeah. all uh, well aware of this this uh, opportunity. So if you're interested, Go down, see your counselor, and apply. Very cool. I also saw today as I was walking out of the school at the end of the day for a little mask break and a little walkabout, I saw uh, representatives of the military out there in the parking lot with uh, cards. Um, Let's see, I saw Navy out there. I saw the Army. And I may have seen the Marines as well. I can't remember. But they were all out there, you know, enjoying the weather and talking to students who were interested, you know, not to... Not creepy. They actually said they, they they felt like they were being creeps, but they were they were out there and they were just standing and waiting for kids to come to them and talk to them about uh, careers and possible scholarships and whatnot in the in the armed forces. Yeah, what and, a what an honorable um, endeavor if, for these young people and a, and a professional path that uh, a lot of Rangers, as we know, I mean, we have the names in our hallway. True, and they follow that path like a Robbie Frazier, 
um, who is going into the military next year, and he's, he's just one of the guys that I know that are following that path. But, yeah, certainly the, the recruiting process must have been uh, seriously hamstringed by the fact that, that they can't set up in the, um, in the cafeteria. They can't talk to the students. They have to you know, improvise, they adapt, they and overcome. They can't come into the building because of COVID. So I think that was a really good idea for them to stand out there in the student parking lot and meet people who might be interested. It was a good idea. Absolutely. Uh, what's going on at Central Woodlands, John? All right, so Central Woodlands, I got a little bit of a down low on this. The fifth graders, my daughter's in fifth grade, they just went through a time-honored process of trying out instruments for their sixth grade experience. In fifth grade, all the kids get together and they get to go over instruments for band and orchestra and they consider if they want to go into band or orchestra or choir. They had to do it a little bit differently this year because normally in the past they would have had like an instrument petting zoo where the kids could handle all the instruments and play them and, and that sort of thing. And obviously with COVID, that wasn't really, you know, it wasn't really apropos. So they had to, uh, you know, watch videos and listen to the different instruments. And my daughter ended up settling on the French horn because she listened to the Harry Potter theme on several different instruments and she thought that that was the most uh, or the best sound. So that's what she went with. So... Just a quick aside, John, I remember that well in fifth grade. They showed up to Pine Ridge. They did the same thing. They do kind of this aptitude test or kind of, you know, find out where what path you should take. And then they make a recommendation. This is probably back in the, you know, this is early 90s. And I go through the process and all my buddies go through the process and they finally get to me and they're like, you know, this, this kid, you know, he would, he would be good with drums and this one, you know, French horn and clarinet or you'd be good at choir. And they got to me and they said, um, general music. <laughs> you would be fantastic in a general music class. So I took general music and you know what? It was wonderful. It was with Sean Ivory and we made, we, 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 it was very enriching. We made instruments. We watched Fiddler on the Roof, uh, which I remember like whoever sits down and watches the full length Fiddler at, on the roof as a sixth grader, I did. Me and my 20 general music uh, classmates. It was awesome. But uh, zero aptitude, and they didn't want me for any instrument or choir. Wow. So um, <laughs> not to – I mean, I did end up playing an instrument. I went through that process at a different school district, and they told me I had long, gangly arms, and I would be excellent on the trombone. <laughs> so, But I also, Brad, to be fair, had almost no musical aptitude because I, I was in band for about four years, and I was always – uh, less than stellar in the band. Fifth but, chair. Yeah, yeah. If there, if there, were, there were only two trombones, so I was always uh, either second or first. Okay. <laughs> but that's just because the trombone guys were, were a bit of screwballs anyway. Yeah, well, but, hey, I, that, that is really exciting for those kids, and hopefully they get to uh, pick something that they will, uh, they will enjoy for the next few years. Uh, so what else is going on at Central Woodlands? There's one other thing, Brad. It kind of uh, uh, mirrors what we talked about with the middle school a few weeks back. The, the fifth graders are about to go through their adolescent, <clears throat> excuse me, their adolescent health unit uh, where they separate the boys and the girls into different classrooms and they give them an idea of what's, what's to come in the next few years as far as you know, uh, adolescence is concerned. And frankly... Um, I think all the kids are a little bit nervous about it. They don't know what to expect. And I kind of wish that there was a parent class as well because, Brad, I've never raised a daughter before. And uh, being a teacher, I know that these next few years are probably going to be a little bit chaotic. I feel like I could use some professional help in that regard. Agreed, as my eye twitch. <laughs> yeah, how, how to, many daughters do you have yeah, coming I up? Yeah, have, I have three daughters. Three daughters. Oh, be, my goodness. I'm, they're going to give me a run for my money. They're wonderful, wonderful children, but definitely will give me a run for my money. All right, where are we going um, next? We're going to Ada uh, Elementary? Ada Elementary, uh, Wednesday, March 24th, Kitchen 67 night. 
uh, Kitchen 67, del- delightful restaurant up on the Beltline, owned by Johnny Brand, who is a, um, I believe, a 97 or 98 uh, graduate of Forest Hills Central. I went, I remember him and uh, he went through uh, our high school, uh, his, his younger sister I was friends with, um, and his, uh, I believe, niece is, is, in, is in class uh, here at Forest Hills Central. Um, 15% is going to go to Ada Elementary School. And uh, great, great spot. Go check it out. They have great food. Nice, nice beach stro up there on the Beltline. Friday, May 7th, uh, virtual wine tasting. I'm not sure how that works, but I'm intrigued. Yeah, basically, uh, you're you, you you know you zoom in and um, you sit in your kitchen with a cap of uh, or a cup of uh, Merlot. A John, cup, I think, not a cup. John, a I think you need to connect with the Ada PTO, <laughs> and I think you need to do some research on this and and, and come back to me uh, and and tell us all how the uh, virtual wine tasting go. That sounds like a real fun time, Brad. That seems like a sacrifice I'd be willing to make for you. I, I think you would be. Uh, Monday, May third through the seventh is the Ada PTO auction. Uh, and I, and I do know how those online auctions work now that, you know, in the year of COVID, they're trying to raise money for the school, for students, for extracurricular activities so that kids can go on, um, you know, different uh, field trips when we can go back on field trips and, and different supplies for the school. So check that out. Um, I'll try to get more info between now and May so that you can uh, go to the website or click on the, the, the Zoom link and we can get you connected with the people at Ada. Um, other fun things. Uh, what's going on at Thornapple? So Thornapple is just finishing up their virtual book fair this year. Uh, they pre- and they are preparing for a drive-in movie theater at the end. Drive-in no movie kidding. at the end of April. I, that's cool. I have no idea how that's going to look, but that seems like a really neat idea. Have you ever been to a br- drive-in movie, Brad? I have, regrettably, I have not been to a drive-in movie theater even during this this all where interesting things like that. Have, I've been to like an outdoor movie theater night. Um, our neighborhood had one. The Lipkeys hosted it one night. But a drive-in? No, I have not. Have you? I actually grew up in a little, well, it's not that little, but a place called Coldwater, Michigan. That's where the Capri Drive-In still exists. It's got two screens. So that was a that was quite a thing around that area. I went to the drive-in quite a bit as a young kid and as a teenager, and it was always a really cool experience. So hopefully whatever it is that they're planning on doing with their drive-in movie is just as cool and just as memorable and that really, um, you know, sets in the in the hearts and, and memories of those kids yeah what a throwback i mean that's just a little slice of americana to go to a, a drive-in movie theater what a, what a neat experience for the for the kiddos so uh well done Thornapple. looks like they're also collecting coloring books and crayons for the children ho- children's hospital over there um so that sounds kind of neat they're yeah. doing a little bit of a fundraiser it's not really a fundraiser they're collecting things to get to the kids so they can keep themselves entertained while they're you know, they're stuck in the hospital with whatever the, they happen to be battling. Yeah, I tell you, I've, I've, I've spent some time uh, in Helen DeVos, and uh, what a wonderful uh, place, uh, welcoming environment for families and, and for the children that, that unluckily, you know, maybe end up there. But it's really neat that Thornapple is putting things together for those those children and, uh, you know, taking care of those students and, and their well their welfare. So really cool, Thornapple. Keep up the great work. All right, so what are we? We're going to Pine Ridge next. Pine Ridge next. Uh, March Book Madness continues at Pine Ridge as it's closing up. March 30th, this is really neat. Author Ebony Glenn visits Pine Ridge via Zoom. And Ebony Glenn is an Atlanta based illustrator who enjoys bringing stories to life with whimsical imagery. Uh, a passion for the arts, great storytelling, and advocating for more diverse narratives in children's books. She aims to create illustrations that will foster a love of reading 
in young readers, and she has uh, authored Brave Ballerina, Not Quite Snow White, and Speak Up, and that looks really cool, um, and I know my daughters will be there, uh, hopefully, to check that out. Uh, author Ebony Glenn visiting Pine Ridge uh, March 30th. That's really awesome. So uh, looks like uh, I'm just b- j- glancing at some of those pictures of the books and the titles. It seems like when it says diverse literature, diverse narratives, we're going to get get a few more main characters who are are uh, of different races and colors and backgrounds and that's that's really neat for kids to have a little bit of representation at that point so they can look in books and see people like themselves that's something that we you know we can always use more of for kids to have that that comforting connection with reading and so that will just build their love of reading as they go yeah and that's that's that whole march book reading month is building that love of reading and that's four stills does such a great job of that not just here in ranger country but all over um, we want these these young people to enjoy reading and again love i know we talked about it but i love the book love initiative um, here in our english department where students are encouraged to find books that they want to dive into now granted there are required readings but i, I often see um, students who have picked up books that i know that they're reading for book love that they're just any chance they get they, they get a break in the action their their nose is in the book and it's it's normally not something assigned it's chosen yeah it's really nice to see that and I I know that it's been a bit of a pain in some other classes when a kid comes in and has a book that they're they're immersed in and they're trying to sneak you know sneak read a few chapters while they're supposed to be studying math or science or social studies but at least they're reading books at least they're not not playing solitaire on their phone right they're not snapchatting and whatnot yeah exactly they're reading i i can forgive a student for uh you know wanting to read war and peace i mean i'll give i'll I'll give (laughs) some not a student try to read no i haven't either but i like to imagine that but uh four stills public schools again uh just hitting on it again 2021 state of the district luncheon thursday may 6 uh 2021 at noon live virtual event keep an eye out for more information on that uh, FHPS does a really good job of keeping a social media presence and um, on all uh, outlets so keep an eye out and, and I'm sure information will be coming out on that soon community in the community this is something near and dear to my heart Thornapple, Thornapple Valley Baseball League is underway uh, people like da- dads in the district like Tom DeMag, Brad Myers uh, Jay McKellar who's an FHC grad Brad Myers is as well uh, they, they have their league at the Lions Club Field on Thornapple River Drive and, and we talk a lot about Americana man there's nothing like driving down slowly down Thornapple River Drive on a beautiful June afternoon and there's cars lined and you can see the kids playing baseball and mom and dad are in their chairs and the uh, concession stand there's a line it's it's really great to see I grew up playing Thornapple Valley baseball uh, and uh, I have very very fond memories of you know those warm June evenings uh, playing with your neighbors I just have a nostalgic feel for local sports and and playing with the guys that you grow up with your neighborhood buddies and your and your classmates. Yeah, that is a really good league. Now, that's all the young kids from around the Ada Cascade area, a lot of little Pretty kids. much, yeah. And uh, I know that I have a friend, my friend Dave Tyler, his son has actually played in that league and is playing in that league again this year. And it's so cool because they make some friends with kids that they wouldn't necessarily have been in the same, you know, I don't know, groups, cliques, what have you. Sure. And those kids end up getting together in the community like the Sandlot and putting together wiffle ball games just in the street. And it's it's you know, the great American pastime. It's so cool to see kids still embracing that love of baseball. John, I know we grew up in different towns, but I'm I'm sure we probably had a similar experience. We're the same age. We played home run derby almost every possible chance we got. We played pickup football games. Oh, absolutely. Unorganized, no parent there. <laughs> no Sometimes plays tackle, <laughs> you know, and, 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 and the beauty behind uh, what you're talking about, the pickup games is, and I'm a big advocate of this, Letting kids just play uh, a game of pickup baseball, basketball, football. They've got to arbitrate their own 
rules. Mm -hmm. They have to mitigate and 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 uh, uh, mitigate their own disagreements. They have to. Um, you know, basic pick teams. And if somebody's a jerk, man, they don't invite them back to the next pickup game. There's a lot to be learned uh, in those side, side sandlot games. Um, you know, I, I, it warms my heart every time if I go, you know, you go past the park and you see kids uh, either playing a pickup game of basketball or football or what have you. I agree. It's, yes. it's, it's really great to see. Absolutely. I, I think one of the biggest things that you touched on right there, obviously it's great for kids to be out there and be active. We're both big proponents of being outdoors and being active. But actually having kids out there making their own social decisions and figuring out those issues by themselves and not having parents constantly hovering around them and trying to you know, smooth things over for them, such a huge, important piece of developing a, you know, yeah. a, a, a well-reasoned social kid. And, so. and, the, and the focus is winning. You know, if, if you've ever been to a, a bunch of fifth graders playing oh, yeah. uh, ta you know, football against each other, of course it's about the win. But it's, but it's about so much more than that. It's about playing and having fun and, and being just with your friends. Getting out there and seeing your buddies. That's speaking what of, I love about Speaking it, of so. good people from our community, people who are probably a lot of people's buddies, yes. uh, we're going to move on to the Hometown Heroes segment next, right? And our first, uh, first person for that is Matthew Mahoney. He is a great man. Um, I say man because he's a senior now. Uh, he, I, I remember him from back freshman year when I had him in class. And even then, I, I looked very highly upon the young man. Um, got a little interview with him. He has been on the varsity sports or varsity soccer team two years as the captain. He plays varsity basketball. He is National Honor Society executive board member. I didn't even know that was a thing, but I'm not surprised that he is that. Uh, his family members, his parents are Tom and Kristen. He's got three siblings, Molly, Kate, and Ian. Uh, elementary school, he went to Pine Ridge Elementary. And his possible future plans, he's deciding right now, Brad, he's, he's not sure if he wants to go to Michigan and focus on being academic or if he wants to go and play collegiate soccer at one of several other schools that's interested in him. Uh, either way, he definitely plans on studying pre-law. So I look forward to maybe in the future having somebody to do a little bit of law work, like you know, make a will or something for me. I'm going to need a lawyer at some point in the future, and I'm going to look for him because he's a great man. I trust him. Uh, his favorite thing about Ranger Country, the connections that he has made with his entire class, with the school, and especially with the, the staff. There are so many teachers that he's close to. Over the past four years, he's become close to. He's so grateful to have grown up in this community because this, there's so much support that we show for each other in so many aspects, from sports to journalism to academics, success in general, the theater program. Uh, the The biggest highlight for him is being able to represent the Rangers as as a as a person in the community, as a student, and as an athlete. Um, let's see. His teacher shoutouts are to people who are no surprise to me, Mr. Ken George for his his consistent mentorship. Mr. Chad Skolton for the deep conversations about sports and life, and for Mr. Manders for making him laugh every single morning of every single day this year. Matthew is a fantastic young man. You know, just personal interactions with him. In my AP World History class, he gave, we play this uh, this uh, simulation, this game called the World Diplomacy Game. If you've ever taken AP World History, you know what I'm talking about. If you haven't, uh, hopefully you've heard about it. Uh, but it's the simulation that is, uh, it's meant to drive uh, the students to understand imperialism, industrialization, the lead up to World War One and World War Two, and Mr. Mahoney was a leader, and he gave one of the greatest speeches I have ever heard, impromptu, mind you, at our podium uh, this past year, just before COVID hit last year, and he, it's so it's one of my last memories of being in class last year was Matthew Mahoney delivering this like 
this incredible speech to his class. And, and when he was done, it was like this brief pause of silence and then eruption into, in, into applause. That's the type of young man he is. And then, of course, working the booth with him this, this past fall, uh, him helping be the driver and catalyst behind getting the uh, broadcasting of the football games. Matthew, can't, we can't thank you enough for being our hometown hero. He was a big part of getting this podcast studio together as well. He has been the guinea pig. He has been the, the person pushing and using and, and, and testing out new equipment. So just can't say enough about that yeah. guy. Love him. He's, he's a great guy. He's a dynamic young uh, human being. Uh, speaking of dynamic, our next hometown hero is Katie Tellier. Uh, Katie uh, played basketball here for three years, two on JV, one on varsity. Student council VP her senior year. Uh, her brother Adam graduated two years ago and is playing baseball at Ball State. Her other brother uh, Josh is a freshman. Uh, dad, Colonel Mark Tellier, recently uh, in 2012 uh, served one, a one-year tour in Afghanistan as the 160th uh, 126th Cavalry Squadron Commander from Wyoming, Michigan, in support of the Afghan National Security Forces and Special Operations. Um, awards for Colonel Tellier included the Bronze Star and Merit- Meritorious Service Medal. Pretty, pretty pretty important yeah. guy uh, and higher up. I, I don't know uh, that Katie has gotten away with much in her high school <laughs> Maybe career. Maybe that's why she's uh, such a straight arrow. <laughs> such a straight arrow, absolutely. Uh, Katie's best memory here was her junior year homecoming and the lip sync. And, and I can honestly, I've seen a lot of lip syncs. You know, I run the home, help run the homecoming events, and so I've sat there um, and, and, and monitored those. I remember their junior lip sync as being one of the most incredible, most well organized, logistic wise. It was just. It was a fantastic sight to behold, and Katie was a big part of that. And, um, you know, that's that's great that that's her favorite memory. Um, and she's been one of Zoe Lipke's best friends since freshman year, which is really cool. Zoe was a former hometown hero. And I had Katie in class, and I know that she's been a fantastic athlete, volunteer, human being. She's a great role model for the freshmen. She is respected by um, all of the teachers here at FHC. And she's just one of these young ladies that no matter whether it's a great day or a day where she's, you know, having, having a hard day she's got a stiff upper lip and and just she's tough she's a tough classy young lady she is and she's she's one of those kids who's always willing to participate in class if you are uh if you're a teacher and you're trying to get a conversation going she's the she's the one that'll speak up oh without a doubt absolutely she she's in for anything she dresses up for the the uh, festivals the spirit days uh she's just in it man she is a school spirit yeah she is 100 percent into ranger country and everything uh that goes on in class no doubt she is a fantastic participant and uh our second hometown hero this week so thank you katie thank you matthew you are our uh march 23rd uh march 24th hometown heroes Yes, thank you for representing uh, Ranger Country in such a great way. All right, so we're going to move on now to our staff spotlight segment. And our our staff spotlight this week is Mr. Mark Monero. Uh, He has been in Ranger Country for 21 years. He did his first nine years of teaching in Detroit. Subjects, he does band at Central Middle School and Central Woodlands and at Goodwillie, and he does choir at Central Middle School, and he does music in general, maybe general music, uh, at Pine Ridge Elementary. His favorite thing is watching the kids' amazing musical progress from the time that they're in kindergarten until fourth grade. That's also a sad thing because it's hard to say goodbye to those kids that he's known for literally half of their lifetime. Um on a so, personal note, I just wanted to say that he was uh, he's kind of the impetus for the reason that Julia loves music so much. I, I didn't necessarily push her towards band or music because, like I said, I did it, but I never really enjoyed it. I, I liked being in the choir, but band wasn't my forte. 
he with the, that whole recorder karate thing that he did and the encouragement that he did for Julia and the belts that he gives those kids and he's just such a giving good spirit he really got her immersed in the world of music and now she's in she's hooked that that makes two of us uh, my daughter Zeta uh, he you know Mark just is an incredible teacher and his musicals his year end musicals are phenomenal they are so professional the the, the student i don't know how he does it there's got to be over what a hundred uh students and he gets any he, and he basically um i i don't know his process but throughout the year he sees each individual class but then in like the last 48 hours leading up to it he'll meet with all of them maybe once or twice and these kids walk in and they have parts and they tell jokes and there's like little one-liners and they all rotate through and they all know where they're going and it looks it looks like they've been practicing it together for you know months leading up to it and i know in my household uh we've sang many of the songs um from old dan tucker to uh what 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 could one little person do and and many of those songs uh have have rang out in my household and i'm sure in many other households uh mr monero is just a absolute uh pillar of uh, of of pine ridge he's out there greeting the students when they get off the bus he helps them get on the bus he's one of the first faces that they see and uh he is a shining star there at at, at pine ridge and i and i believe if i'm not mistaken he is retiring this year. Oh, that that's going to be a real loss because he is just a staple of our community. He has started so many of our young people's musical journeys. Uh, you know, we wish him luck, but that is just yeah, another major loss. That, that's for our a district. tough pill to swallow. And, and and one of my favorite personal memories is when um, there's the field day. He gets out the turntables and he puts on a dance party for all those kids uh, right there near the, uh, what is it, Cookie Island, is it? They, yep, do they co- call it? Cookie Island. Cookie That's Island right. underneath that big oak tree as the entr- entryway. And the kids just love it. And the parents, and it's all kid-friendly, kids bop, it's great stuff. Um, son David, uh, daughter Anna, very proud of him, I'm sure. Uh, I had David on the wrestling team and in class, and I had Anna uh, in class as well. And, 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 you know, the fruit never falls far from the tree. He has outstanding children. I believe Anna's in um, uh, education herself. She's a teacher, I believe, down the road in Middleville. And David, to my knowledge, is an archaeologist. Interesting. And, yes. Indiana Jones style? Like, like Indiana Jones style. I think he is right now on some adventure, um, you know, either in a cave somewhere or, you know, after the Holy Grail. But but David, one of the most, personally, one of the most outstanding uh, hometown heroes I've come across um, on the homecoming court, captain of the wrestling team. Great guy. Just an all, all around great family. So, uh, Mark. Uh, Mr. Monero, we really appreciate all that you've done for Pine Ridge, for Fort Still Central, for Ranger Country, and for just being an absolute uh, wonderful music teacher for all of us. now on to our faces in the crowd segment this is brand new uh we wanted to talk uh, not only about alumni but just about some of the people who that are out there maybe they didn't go to forest hill central uh, but they're business owners they support the athletic community and maybe they're not in the building as a teacher or a staff member but uh maybe but but that certainly there's somebody who uh, represents ranger country well and our first face in the crowd today is seth lee ali uh, Seth Leali is a 2010 FHC graduate. His activities included football, wrestling, and rugby. And and, and Seth, um, if you, I think you were 
you were here. I wasn't here. I wasn't up here at the hill until uh, 2011. 2011. 2010 was my first year in the district. But okay. I was over on the northern side. Got it on the northern year. side. So you wouldn't know the exploits of Seth Leali. He is not. he is a mountain of a man, and he is just he he was a threat on the football field. He was an absolute hammer on the wrestling mat, and then he, I believe he went out maybe his junior or just senior year to play rugby and was just full throttle on the on the rugby squad. And he was just one of those great athletes where you put him out there and he'd take care of business, and you know really proud. To, to coach him but now he's back here in the community and he has a chiropractic office and gym located at 6420 east fulton street ada um uh, right there uh, you know kind of up near i, I believe vitalis that that kind of stretch okay is it and, over in there by the uh the subway maybe in I, that, little? I, that might be it i I'm, I'm gonna have to go do a little bit of recon and uh get the exact location for us but uh but seth uh, he's currently running a founders club offering uh, at the first month's rate for some extra value, all of which can be found online at paradigmsportsandspine.org um, and his gym website, beparadigmfit.com. And, and, and Seth is new to, is, is, has just returned to the community this summer. And that's how we build a great community. You get, the, you get really good people uh, that we produce through our high schools and in our school system. And then we hope that when they, uh, you know, they go off and off into the world and we hope they come back and, and settle here in Forest Hills. And like I say to my seniors, as they leave, I say, Hey, you know, there's, there's houses for sale in Forest Hills central. Um, not that many of them right now, not, but. <laughs> not that many of them right now, but there will be, but, uh, Seth, uh, his family members include wife, Abigail, daughter, Tallulah, two dogs, Boone and Scout. Uh, his, this is something that's interesting. His dad, Keith Leali, who I believe, um, is an alumni here as well, owns the Thornwood Farms Veterinarian Clinic and Kennel off of Buttrick Avenue. Uh, you've probably seen the sign there. Oh on yeah, Buttrick yeah. Avenue. Yeah, yes. It's about halfway up the hill. You get it's up. It's got a picture of like a dog yes, on the side, which on makes sense because it's yes. a veterinary clinic. They have been there for fifty years. It is a it is a you know second generation. His grandfather started that, and, and it has the, the the cattle and I think some you know hairy cows out in the field along the Grand uh, Thornapple River. It's uh, it's a staple. See, these uh, are the little things that I love that I get to learn from this podcast. It's like a, when you walk into one of those old restaurants serving breakfast. Shop, bunch of old barbershop, bunch of old guys talking about the community. This is the kind of stuff that I'm getting from this podcast. That I'm I'm learning and being fulfilled by because that is I've driven by that probably a thousand times yes. or more, and I I didn't really know the and story. Now you know it's it owned by the Leali family, and he and Seth is third generation Ranger Country, and so we wanted to mention him as our first faces in the crowd and welcome him home and welcome him and his wife and his and his daughter Tallulah. And uh, I look forward to seeing him soon. Heck of a football, wrestling, rugby guy, and just glad to have him back and settling here in the community. Very um, cool. On to athletics. Uh, results, scores, and articles can be found at FHCSportsReport.com, and you can check that out. They have their own podcast. They update all scores and articles on every almost every event that they can. Uh, boys basketball tonight, district round one tonight against Rockford. They just had a dominating win against EGR on Saturday. And I imagine that that game is being wrapped up like right now. Probably because so it's like 9 o'clock at night. I was following it on Twitter. It was going back and forth. The Rangers were up 50-46 to 46 before we uh, started broadcasting. So uh, hopefully we, we pulled it out against Rockford um, and, and we got a Ranger victory and onward and upward survive in advance. Girls basketball closed out the season against Lowell. In the first round of districts, had a great season, a lot of highlights. Um, you know, Theron Halleck, Zoe Lipke, and the whole gang. 
you know, made us really proud on the court. Uh, Theron Halleck had a thousand points uh, in the season. Had a thousand points weeks ago. Weeks so. ago, which is incredible. But uh, closed their season out, and uh, just really proud of the young ladies of, of Ranger basketball. Hockey made it to the regional finals, four-two loss to Grand Rapids Catholic Central at Southside Arena this past week. Swim Will Becker qualified for state along with Cole Highsong, uh, who was just a junior. That's He's awesome. breaking records every week, and he is just a junior. And we got him which is one incredible. more year. And uh, the, the, that Heisong family, very, very talented. I'll talk about his brother Bryce here in just a second. Gymnastics, I want to bring something up, and I know that we're, we're focused on Ranger Country Sports, but I wanted to bring this up. Uh, it, it came to my attention that um, Caitlin Bartles, I'm not sure if you've had Caitlin in class. Caitlin, this just kind of quiet warrior uh, in AP World History class, very diligent, very hardworking young lady. Um, she said, hey, Mr. Anderson, I'm, you know, I'm going to, I believe it was Arizona, uh, it was like a Friday. She wanted to make sure she got the notes and everything and the reading in advance. And, uh, she, and when she got back, I said, Hey, what, you know, what were you doing there? She's like, Oh, it was, it was, you know, national, uh, gymnastics event. And I thought, Holy cow, here's this, uh, young lady who is a fantastic, um, you know, athlete gymnast. And she's, um, just sitting in class and nobody, I mean, some, some of her fellow peers might know it, but wanted to give a shout out to Caitlin Bartles and uh, tell her to keep up the good work with her gymnastics uh, career uh, in, in Michigan and beyond. Very cool. Awesome. Uh, bowling, uh, Tommy Payne, top 30, I believe in the state or perhaps the region. I'm going to get clarification on that. It was tweeted out today. I'm going to come back with you and, and make sure we get the right, um, uh, to a ranking on that wrestling uh, district champions uh, Caden Jacobs and Mason Childers triumphant this weekend Caden Jacobs remains undefeated 25 and 0 uh, 25 and 0 uh, placers that move on to regionals Robbie Frazier Grayson Ripmaster Will Richardson and Bryce Heisong um, all get to qualify for regionals this weekend. Girls State uh, Championships was this past weekend as well on Sunday. Uh, Rachel Skank came home with a runner-up finish. It's the third year in a row that FHC has had a state finalist, nice. which is really cool. Um, and, and congrats to Rachel. Uh, placers, third, uh, fourth place, Rebecca Dooley. Eighth place, Ashley Skank. And the girls finished top eight in the state out of 128 teams. Which Excellent. Is, which is kind of cool. Spring Sports, shout out to Athletic Director Clark Udell and Administrative Assistant Carol Spry. Guys, the job they've had this year, unreal. Now, piecing all of that together, I mean, unreal. as the yearbook uh, you know, facilitator or what have you, I'm constantly badgering Carol to try to figure out what's going on and when, and she, she has it all on lock. I've just taken myself out of the equation. I send the kids straight to her to figure it out. Because, she, yeah. They are, they have, I don't think we understand even like one-tenth of one-tenth of what they're doing. I mean, it's just the change in schedules, the MHSA updates, uh, all the sports, all the different COVID restrictions. And it's different for each sport. It's different. And then now they're coming out with new restrictions as far as the, the weekly testing going. I mean, uh, Mr. Udall and Ms. Ms. Spryze are, are, are two of the, uh, you know, they're, they're the glue that keeps a lot of this this uh, ship ship running. So shout out to them. Um, this week they got baseball tryouts. Todd Hartman and, and Lang Davis. Back on the field. Up, back on the field, coaching up the uh, the baseball players. Uh, lacrosse, Andy Shira looking to notch another state championship with his lacrosse players. Um, uh, softball, we have a new coach, Tracy Jenkins, will be taking the uh, taking to the dugout and, and coaching up those softball players. Track has a new coach as well, Todd Stever Steverson. Uh, rugby, I uh, had close to 30 guys at the first toss around the other night, which was fantastic. We got some really great prospects, uh, all sizes, and we're still looking for, for guys. And, and that's where we do extend an olive branch out to Forest Hills Eastern, Forest Hills Northern, because it is Forest Hills United Rugby. So if you know any ru rugby players in the area that are interested, have them contact uh, Brad Anderson. Uh, tennis and golf are getting started. Crew 
first time in a while where there's actually some nice weather. True. There's been springs past where it's like, it's terrible. It is still snow they, on the ground, wind, ice, but not today. Not these. There's not some this years week. where it's May, and I'll look at the crew people. You know, they got their shoes, their their crew shirts on. Hey, you getting on the river? Not this week. You know, <laughs> and they've got a really nice boathouse. If you've ever taken a little detour down there, a little jog, uh, they've got a nice boathouse on the Grand River off of. Um, Grand River Drive, and it's quite an operation they have going. So I know that those they, they can't wait to get out on the river. That's what you know. Ergs are great, but there's just something about being on the water. Oh yeah, there's a magic to the crew team. It's it's a whole group of people. I think there's there are a lot of people involved in crew, and you get them from all different facets and all different cliques and all different groups, and they all come together. It's a very uh, it's a very welcoming group. So it's it's really good for the, the so many kids to be able to get back out there yeah. and do a great activity that gives them that 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 um, that competition and that team you know learning and, and physical fitness and physical fitness and it's great and so spring sports are heating up a lot of uh, tryouts going on right now and of course soccer we're a we're a we're a big soccer school and uh, RGSO Ranger Girls Soccer uh, they have you know a ton of girls out on the field trying out and uh, I know that they uh, they'll they'll have another great season they always do they're always in the hunt for state title i've heard that the the tryouts are pretty brutal this year there's a lot of running and the girls were a well, little a little tired yeah i can i can imagine they want to you know like i said they're always in the in the hunt for a state title they have been since the days of of, of clark udell and the stacy family uh coaching it so you know it's i'm sure it's no different now um also an announcement i know that this is a sport in the fall but we wanted to announce that uh, new volleyball coach is in the ranks kaylee manns uh she's actually a professional volleyball player oh my. or has been and um, she will be coaching up our girls in the fall, so that's pretty cool. I have some volleyball players in class, and they're pretty excited. Excellent to have to have this leadership and this this skill set uh, in their in their program. So, all right, all right, we're at about the forty one minute mark. It's time to move on to it our is Ranger time to recommendations. Move on. Thank you for Brad. keeping us on track, John. He he is he is the taskmaster. Um, it is now time for rec- Ranger recommendations, and I think I've gotten the most feedback about this segment. I, I, you know, so there's a lot to, of people in the community that are interested in, uh, you know, what we love, our tastes, <laughs> our likes, our, 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 you know, what, what, what type where, of food where we, we spend try. our time. We got a celebrity status going, I think. Is what's I, going I think on. we do. Um, no, 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 <laughs> not at um, all. So my ranger recommendation is mud penny. Mud penny. Uh, owner Matthew Fuller uh, started with a dream and a coffee cart back in 2012. Coffee sales went so well that eventually he opened a store and rebranded it to Mud Penny. Mud being slang for coffee and Penny being an allusion to the 17th and 18th century English coffee houses known as Penny Universities. Uh, community-centered uh, establishments where anyone could enter for a single penny and be regaled by with discourse on politics, religion, literature, and local news. That sounds like a place we could. That sounds we could like get a behind. place we would love to be, Brad. Yeah, this is this is awesome. So I, I went down to Mud Penny. Mud Penny this summer. I was there when it was like outdoors only. It was you know one or two tables were allowed, and I sat outside. And I never got to the indoors. There was an you know an outdoor entryway. Had some coffee. Had had a. I did not have a scone, uh, but maybe next time I'll get a scone. <laughs> always and with the scones. Always with the scones. But uh, I, I've been there the last couple of times for breakfast. Their breakfast is hearty, and it is, uh, to my knowledge, it's all natural, uh, organic. Don't quote me on that, but it's really good. And you do not leave hungry, um, and it's for the right price. And great coffee. And, 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 and the one thing that I do want to highlight about them is they do have dinner and lunch, because I thought they were kind of only a breakfast place. Yeah, so did I. No. Fantastic. Tonight, we got takeout from uh, Mud Penny. 
the Mountie sandwich, which is uh, turkey. It has a sweet potato paste glaze on it, cheese, bacon on it, on a, on a pita bread bun. It doesn't sound like it is phenomenal. It sounds John. really filling. It is phenomenal. And then the uh, and then they have the Cajun roasted pork, uh, pork loin sando. Got that as well. I don't think I need to describe that. Mouth-watering. So uh, Mud Penny, uh, it's right in the heart of Ada. I really believe it's going to be a centerpiece. And, and, and I went there one day with my daughter, and we ate in one of those greenhouses. place was as packed as it could be, with uh, obviously with following the proper and necessary COVID restrictions. And there was a wait outdoors. So it's nice to see that... Um, you know, a place like that survived because it opened like right after COVID started. That would and be that a, was almost like yeah. the death knell for some places. True. But it's really nice to know they survived, they're thriving, and it's going to be a place where young and old can go to grab a cup of coffee, grab some lunch, and, and dinner. Uh, John, how about your Ranger recommendation? So my Ranger recommendation for this week is a little place that's located at the far western edge of Cascade Township. I actually had to, I told Brad, I had to look up and see where the actual boundaries of Cascade and Ada are. You know, I want to stay within our Ranger country here um, and I learned that that is Patterson and so this place is right over on the extreme edge of Cascade and it is called Nothing But Cakes it's uh, tucked into a little shopping center across from Costco and Target in that area and there are a small family run business it's a franchise but it's still a small family run business and it's owned and operated by Christine and Scott Vogel they're rangers they're in they're in the community they're, they've got three young kids uh, at least two of them are in our schools right now, uh, maybe three. One of them's at Pine Ridge. One of them is with at Central Woodlands with my daughter. And uh, uh, let's see. Uh, their description is, let us sweeten your day. Choose from up to 10 delicious bunt flavors made from the finest ingredients and crowned with our signature cream cheese frosting. Now, I when I first heard about this place, Brad, I was a little skeptical. I'm like, who could possibly have... Uh, a restaurant that's just cakes and what it, what what really is a bunt cake and why it, okay so i went there and uh, my skepticism was wiped away because i don't know if you've had these these beautiful little heavenly treats yet but they're amazing i, I can't I, even say enough i was never in doubt in fact uh, i know scott the owner would probably not remember this but uh, a, a mutual friend of ours had a poker night and scott was invited and we hadn't met before. He showed up and he came and he walked in with a, a, a bunt cake in each hand. Nice. And he put it down on the uh, the food. You know, we had chips and dip and what have you. And he puts down a bunt cake and he's like, "Listen, all of you, try this." And he sliced it up, you know, nice and neat. And we all tried to slice, and I was instantly like, "Yep, this you know, bunt cake. Give me some bunt cake." Seriously? Nothing okay. But- now you understand my scones thing, man. Yeah. <laughs> so okay. All right, John. I think this is going to be a continuing thing here. Um, but nothing but cakes. Um, definitely worth a visit, definitely worth, um, you know, a try and, and for your next occasion, or just if you want to treat yourself, uh, go out and yeah, get just nothing stop in. Cakes. They've got several different sizes there. They have full cake sizes. That's big enough to feed several families. And then they've got some smaller and they've got the little single servings. They've got 10 different flavors. I think my favorite is a, uh, what is it like a lemon raspberry? Oh my gosh. you know, I can't talk about this at this time of night. I'll go home and you eat haven't ate treats. dinner yet. I haven't. Uh, and when you when you haven't eaten dinner, John, and it's it's uh, you know it's nine o'clock at night. Do not stop at the grocery store. No, it's going to be that a bad idea. That is dangerous. So go straight home and eat whatever leftovers you have in the fridge. A nice uh, Caesar um, salad. Speaking maybe. of food, um, we are now to our March Madness sandwich. March Madness. What is the best sandwich in Forest Hills now? I know we're short on time, but I think this is worth a little bit of a riff on. So I wasn't sure how much traction this would get. So I brought it up in class and like piloted it with one of my hours. 
and I showed him the votes, instantly the kids were broken out into factions. Instantly into factions. And there was heated debate about the different sandwiches and the different restaurants and everybody has their favorite. And, and then I said something, they're like, Mr. came from the back. And I think it was Lucas Jeffries, Mr. Anderson, uh, what sauce do you like on this sandwich? And I said, listen, Lucas, I don't like sauce on my sandwiches. You would have thought I had revealed a deep, dark, personal, or, or you know, I had revealed who had shot Kennedy or something. <laughs> they went through, half the class went through the roof. The other half are like, yeah, Mr. Anderson, I don't like condiments either. And so it, it, it boiled down into a pro-condiment-ist and anti-condiment-ist uh, argument that has been, that has bubbled over to my other classes. And now we have these like condiment versus no condiment factions. And I, I've said, listen, folks. <laughs> I don't like condiments, but I'm not judging you for liking them. And so that's the way I like it. John, please tell us, are you a condiment guy on your sandwiches or a non-condiment guy? Well, you and I talk, touched base a little bit on this earlier. Uh, I, I was a little shocked to hear that you're an anti-condiment. Uh, I'm not anti. I'm not anti. He's not I an anti-saucer. I'm not against anything. I'm for things, John. That's you true. You know this about well, me. We're trying to bring people together. Not, <laughs> although it sounds like you sowed some serious seeds of discord. <laughs> no, it's all good, though. You know. It's, oh. uh, yeah, so we, so, you know, we will have to have that debate in your own home. And I know my wife at home, her ears are probably ringing because she loves, I mean, like the, the more mayo, the more, oh, I love you know, barbecue sauce, sauce, the, you know, bar barbecue sauce. sauce. I save barbecue. You don't use hot sauce? No. Oh my gosh. It's I don't like put, one of my staples I don't of put, life. I don't put barbecue sauce on pulled pork because I believe if it's made properly, you don't need it. That's the I best mean, pulled pork. You don't need it. It's true. But, um, but I'm not, but I'm not judging people who do. And I hope that they don't judge me. We won't judge you, Brad. Okay, thank you. All right, moving on. Um, so I've taken it, also I've taken it upon myself, and I think you have too. I am trying to eat every one of these sandwiches, and I've tried to do so in the past week. I have not tried to do so in the past week. There's still several of these that I need to try, but uh, I have, you know, there are, I've tried about half of them, Brad, and I yeah. need to get on board with uh, the rest so of them. So I can give you personal accounts about the Thornapple Brewing Company smoked brisket sandwich and aju sauce, which was last night's dinner. And then um, tonight it was, like I said, the, uh, the Mountie, which I absolutely was delighted to, to taste. But alas, um, I have to announce uh, this week's winners, um, this week's winners of the, uh, of the first round contest, the uh, round of eight, so to speak, is the Culver's Butterburger, uh, Vitali's La Americano, the Pit Stop Cuban Sandwich, Capriati's Wagyu Beef Sandwich, Jimmy John's Italian Nightclub, the Thornapple Brewing Company Smoked Brisket Sandwich, JT's Homemade Sausage Sub, and Capriati's Capistrami. And the way we decided it is, I thought we were going to have to make the call. I put it out to my students and to we put it out to staff. Mm -hmm. We had over 100 votes wow. cast. So, I mean, it doesn't That's more like than Steve gets when he sends out a staff email looking for <laughs> mandatory responses. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it, it was great. And so I got to I got to watch it, you know, go back and forth and, and on some of these. And it was in some of these, it was like... 49% to 51%. It was evenly split, but alas, we have our winners. So here are the, this week's matchups. Um, you can email uh, jofisher at fhps.net or uh, B Anderson at fhps.net. Reach out to us on social media. Students, we're going to be voting in our classes. It's something fun to do on a Friday. Yep. And, um, Brad, I, I got to quickly stake my flag here. I'm going to steal Thornapple Brewing Company for my Ranger recommendation next week. That way I can go there and get this smoked brisket sandwich. So I got a twofer. Uh, I'm going to take that one away. And, and please tell me you're going to take, you're going to also get the pretzel. 
Uh, well, obviously. Oh, that, you have to. That is just you, – you can't walk away from that place without getting the pretzel. Um, and anybody that's been there knows it's just not any pretzel. It's, it's, it's a, the pretzel. It's the pretzel. So here are the matchups. Culver's Butter Burger versus Vitaly's La Americano. There's something about the Butter Burger that just really resonates in our community. I don't know what it is, but yeah. Culver's is – Always slammed. It's one of the highly only, regarded, only franchisee like you know places. Yeah, that but it's but just... it's you know it's family owned and it was owned by the Coleman family for a long time. Saw Noah Coleman this past weekend. Um, family owned and it's just they're they're quick. So many students work there too. So many students work there and the food is so good. Um, but 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 again, the Vitali's La Americano. I mean that's 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 a big sandwich. You you do not leave disappointed. That's going to be an excellent matchup. Uh, matchup number two is the pit stop Cuban sandwich versus Capriati's Wagyu beef. And I almost feel like these two got rooked uh, on, on the seating. Um, you know, I did the seating, but uh, they got <laughs> they got rooked on the seating. These are two phenomenal, meaty, tasty uh uh sandwiches and now they're going to square off in in the second round in the quarterfinals uh matchup three is jimmy john's italian nightclub a fan favorite versus the thornapple brewing Cup company smoked brisket sandwich with aju do not eat it john unless i get the aju. dipping in the aju it's 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 like night and day the, the the experience i didn't see the aju sauce until i had the second half Totally different sandwich. Got to have right. the as you sauce. Good to know. Uh, matchup number four, JT's Homemade Sausage Sub, which again, it's a filler. It is so good, so delicious. Just you're, you're, you're satisfied after this versus the Capriati's Capistrami. Um, so last Friday, I walk into Capriati's, and thank you again for introducing me to this establishment. An excellent I walk place. in, and who is greeting me there but hometown hero Robbie Frazier. Oh, he's working there. All he right. works there. And I just, you know, we just left wrestling practice and he had to wrestle the next day. And here he is behind the counter and I'm getting a Capirati's Cap Capistrami from him. So those are our matchups. Uh, vote early, vote often, uh, contact us. Let us know if you feel passionate about it. And uh, next week we will get you the, uh, I guess this is the quarterfinals. So we'll get you the semifinal matchup Excellent. before we head off for spring break. All right, John, I know we've gone over our time. We are hopefully 53 our, minutes Hopefully right our listeners can appreciate a little bit extra. Um, they didn't get charged any more for this one. <laughs> um, so I'm going to tell you to do three things for me. Uh, use good judgment. If you have to stop and think whether it's right or wrong, it is probably wrong in Ranger country. Nothing good happens after midnight. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, people, be the change that you want to see in the world and assume, go out into our community and assume positive intentions. Look on your neighbors as your friends. Look on our community as a, as a gathering place for us all to come together and let's treat each other the way that we want to be treated. Uh, thank you so much for joining us for episode five. We will see you again next week.